of the time buckle up <laughs> this is our normal voice now and they'll turn it off immediately <laughs> <laughs> all right that's, i've had enough of this party yeah. <laughs> that's as that's as I'd far leave. as i can make it into there uh, going, hey guys i'm like yeah this must be the wrong house no come on. <laughs> we walked into the wrong we party uh i'm your host brent brandis and uh joining me as always it's my co-host eric eric tell him your name Hey, I'm Eric. Uh, this is kind of a fun theme because Crimson Vow is like literally a, like a wedding is a party. So it's, a it's very like, much a party. I, a party I, my too. wedding was a straight ass party, man. I mean, we did that was all partying. It's true. All I don't remember the, the marriage portion. <laughs> <laughs> That's not important. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly just the party portion. <laughs> really just the party portion. Yeah, we uh we're like late getting these out because it seems like they're putting out sets like every two weeks. Yeah, it's too uh, much fun. We're out <laughs> like, of magic. Holy crap! You know it's funny too, and we should just mention it straight out the gate too, um, because we're gonna miss this. Uh, by the time you hear this, we've already had a full secret layer released that we totally couldn't talk about, and there's another one out right now. <laughs> that, and they're they're shortening remember how we said like oh you have like a month now to do certain ones yeah no, no no they've once again reduced the timeline so get uh get on it everyone if you're interested in these secret layers it seems like they're kind of reverting back to the oh no we kind of liked the style where we're gonna pump more of these products out but shorten the time frame for you to get it so their current release right now that's going on now hopefully when you hear this is the um they, they're coming out with a League of Legends series on Netflix that they're partnering with. Uh, okay. It's called Arcane, and they have a whole super drop based off of it. The my favorite one that they just released. It's hilarious. It's Fibble Flip is totally and utterly lost now, and it's a Where's Waldo theme. <laughs> totally and utterly lost. It, it looks so good. It's so funny. Like for that alone, I was oh like, my God, I'm kind of in love with these. <laughs> that is crazy. But yeah, they they just seem to kind of do whatever they want <laughs> yeah yeah like, like now these have, are coming out like every month it's like holy shit we're not yeah, ready they're, for just, these. they're just like you only have 24 hours and then it's you have like two month. months yeah. and then now it's <laughs> 10 days yeah yeah uh, and they uh they just yeah. came out with the uh they had a uh extra life one uh which is where they partner up with uh, a charity which is so funny to me that like why would they limit the charity one to like yeah. a day like that was like the no you have to donate that day you can't be donating day. money no yeah. no come on <laughs> oh, i man. know yeah they were just like we yeah exactly this is our money printer we don't want to we don't want to worry about that <laughs> why, why can't you have that one like to people donate for a month long but why is that one limited to and a their, day? their charity is probably like oh uh supporting poor uh, card game developers yeah. <laughs> in Seattle. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. So it's just funny. So take a look out for those. We're not. I just don't expect us to ever have the time to like put those out because they're just they're so unpredictable. Again. Yeah. Uh, well, we had a whole yeah. episode on secret layers just talking about the past of them now, and it seems like yeah, like you just mentioned, like they're changing their minds still 
I thought they'd yeah. kind of get into a rhythm once they figured out what they liked. And now, no, no, that out, no. <laughs> yeah, it seems like after how long have they been doing this? For years, they're still experimenting. Yeah, it's which been is like two years now. It's been two years now, which isn't that long. So it's still young in the history of it. But like, yeah, it's still like every release, yeah. they're like, what? This one's for a week. Oh, now we're releasing 12 of these, but you have a month. And you're like, what? Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll, we'll probably talk about the ones if they last like a month. But, yeah, to, because it doesn't really help anybody if we talk about it. And then by the time it comes out. It's yeah, over. There, you can't. Exactly. You can't even get it. And I will mention one other thing, too. This is brand new for this release. Um, and it's Commander related, which we should mention because we are mostly a Commander podcast. What? Is they released a Secret Layer Commander deck. Full they, deck. They did? I didn't even Zinder, see Zinder, Split, and Oaken. Ah, so the nice. coin flipping commanders. And it's really cool because the commanders themselves are dual sided. And you can use either side of the commander. Ah, that's pretty funny. Yeah, it's really, they're really cool. It's $100 for that. Uh, but I will say, if you look at the deck list, I mean, this is a primo. What? what are the, I, I haven't seen the deck list. What kind of... What kind of good stuff are in there? Um, boy, I'd have to remember now. I, I mean, things as things as strong as like you know, Ristic Studies and like like things that you're like, dang, like thirty dollar reprints are in there that you're like, oh my god, like this is all stuff I need. Oh, I, so I'm on the secret layer thing. I did see this, but they only show a couple of the cards, so I uh-huh. just went by it. <laughs> right? Because I was yeah, like, oh, you these wouldn't cards. expect it. But yeah, so yeah. Um, but their full deck list is released. They they have it, and I mean there there are some cards cards look good. I mean they have like a so yeah. I'm reading off the deck list now. The Chandra's Ignition is a is a commander staple now. Right. Uh, Blast Act is a staple. It's not very expensive. Chaos Warp is a staple. Is in there. Propaganda Uh, is in there. A commander's plate from Commander Legends. Shadow Spear. These are like twenty dollar cards. Yeah, lightning greaves and swift foot boots. Yep, yep. Get, so just all stuff you need and some really good value in there. Like the commander's plate and shadow spears are both twenty dollar cards. I know that for sure. Uh, maybe not much else of like high value cards, but uh, still uh, looks like a decent deck. And I mean the the special Okun and Zinder split cards are like beautiful. They're like gorgeous. Those cards are getting up there in price too, I think. The Zinder split and Okun? I wouldn't be surprised because they were just from Battle Bond only and a lot of right, people yeah, really enjoy one them. thing. So you're right. I wouldn't be surprised if they themselves are, are a decent price. And I'm going to look it up. What there. a heck of a, uh, like if you wanted uh, one of these. They're no, they're not expensive. Okay. <laughs> Either way, uh, these, probably because cool. they're not. Yeah, they're only using like yeah. This one is a, it's, a, it's a cool way to get into that deck because it gives you all the coin flipping cards anyway. Yeah, that you were gonna want from this deck anyway. So it's with, like what an easy way to just like get this deck. All right, with that out the way, let's get into the Crimson Vows. So this is the second half. The reason this one came out so fast, we should say too, is that like it was all Innistrad related, and they were doing this thing where they knew that they were gonna do kind of back to back sets. Instead yeah. of like their usual block where they have three different ones and they come out over time, this is like the bang bang. Like this is just they're connected sets. They're just meant to be played together. This is for a standard. We're gonna push them out pretty quick to really jig things up and really introduce uh, a fresh standard going on. Yeah. Wasn't anything to do with anything else. But. More commander decks come out, and we got our 
our werewolf commander deck, right, Brad? Right, right. Right. Did we not call this, people? If you go back and listen to the last podcast, you listen to me and Eric talk, and we said, oh, and they're coming at this set, which means they'll probably have a werewolf one. And then we go, oh, no, there's that other tribe. Yeah. Guaranteed it's vampire spirits. What did we get, Eric? Vampires in spirit. Fucking nailed it. We got they're, exactly vampire spirits. It's literally the old, like, Innistrad is a tribal set. There's always five tribes. The last time Innistrad came out, there was also, like, a weird uh, Eldrazi sub-theme. Right, But right, there's right. always the five tribes that define Innistrad of, like, Innistrad, yeah. zombies, humans, slash angels a little bit, but angels always reference humans. Like, right. uh, yeah, so zombies, humans, spirits, werewolves, and, and vampires. And yep. they were just like, what is the one tribe that Commander <laughs> players have been clamoring for for a while? Let's, let's do everything it's the only that. tribe that's, that's, that's exclusively Innistrad, right? Yeah. The rest of those tribes show up in a lot of other places. Yeah. Werewolves Everywhere. only show up on Innistrad. That yeah. is, like, exclusive to Innistrad. So, yeah, wouldn't you, like, celebrate that coming back? No. No, <laughs> yeah. I, I wonder if there's something about developing werewolves that just breaks Wizards' brain. I, they're just I, like, right? we, can't, we can't figure out how we good these cards possibly. are. possibly. Like, and you oh, know they're like, printing dual-sided cards for a commander product? No, we couldn't possibly do that. That's, that'd be crazy. <laughs> that'd be crazy. <laughs> Uh, we did skip ahead of our usual party take. Let's oh, yeah. let's let's step it back though and say, what are we going to be drinking this party? What what did she got going on? I'm drinking. So uh, Shiner is kind of like the Texas, uh, just like standard beer. But I'm drinking is, uh, Shiner Ruby Red. Ruby Red. Yeah. All right. Yeah, you I've know, winter. I've had the Shiner Bach. It's like very yeah, that's the that's yeah, that's like that's the standard one. Yeah, uh, this was a dollar cheaper, so I said one. <laughs> Let's try it. Is it seasonal or? Uh, I think so. Yeah, but uh, sounds like it's for Christmas. But it's ruby red. I don't know. It sounds like it's trying to be the yeah. theme of uh, of maybe Christmas coming up. Uh, today I got well. What you would usually do at a uh, wedding is have a cocktail. So I uh, I yeah, I went fancy. Got a cocktail. This Ooh. is this is quite fancy. I will say we just like discovered it. Yeah, we were looking for, like, uh, fancy things to do with, like, what we had. Uh, so this is a bourbon cocktail with a, a mashed blueberries on the bottom. Like, almost like, you know, mortal and pestle, trying to, like, break yep. up the blueberries on the bottom. A little bit of elderflower liquor, otherwise known as St. Germain's is, like, the brand. Elderflower liquor, uh, bourbon, any kind of bourbon's fine. And then you put in a little bit of syrup, a little bit of uh, soda, and a little bit of lemon juice and mix it sounds uh sounds very like light and summery yeah it's like i guess you'd call it like a bourbon smash you know if you just want to use a general terminology okay. for it i don't like i i don't know that you could order this at a bar with a specific name and they'd be like yeah i yeah. know the ingredients of that yeah, I, I don't know that this has an official name yeah probably not especially with the blueberries especially with the blueberry right that... that's like the hmm that does what you just described. Definitely sounds like a wedding drink, though. Like yeah, they have absolutely. At a bar, this is like, like yeah, like one of scoop those out my my frozen blueberries that I got at the <laughs> yeah, store, and yeah, then yeah. it's like, oh, we call it like I don't know some some horrible pun about a family 
or like yeah it's Brett's their, bourbon yeah, their one smash. special yeah exactly i think we just did prosecco drinks but they did fancy things with them i'm pretty sure i think they might have put fruit in them i just drank beer there you that go. Was, we that could was do that. <laughs> I did serve beer too. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I don't know. Or I was just like whiskey sour. Just, I don't know. Right. I didn't have whiskey at my wedding, unfortunately. Liquor's too expensive. Right. That was the one thing because we had the open bar and it was self, it's all BYOB, mm. uh, the one we did. So way too expensive to add liquor to your menu. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like I'm knowingly. Sure. Yeah, exactly. It's so much easier to just buy like the mass quantities of bottles of, of a particular thing and then was like, the way you go. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's mention before we get into the specific commanders, just some mechanics that we're going to see more of among these commanders. So we went over the mechanics of Midnight Hunt. Some of those return here. Actually, a lot of them don't. Like the Daybound, Nightbound. So more werewolf stuff is not here at all, I don't believe. You mean in the legendaries? They're not. <laughs> they're, they don't even appear. Yeah. Like they yeah. just went completely away from werewolves. They didn't and- even care about them. To be fair, the Crimson Vow focused it, more it, right. on like this the was right. Midnight yeah. Hunt was the werewolf one. This is supposed to be supposed to be the vampire one, right? Uh, which going with that, we have a new mechanic that we didn't see at all: blood tokens. Yeah, so blood tokens are an artifact. Blood tokens are an artifact token that is created through various means, but uh, so you get this blood token. And it has an activated ability where you pay one, tap it, discard a card, sacrifice the blood token, and then you draw a card. Yep. So you rummage, you draw a card, or you discard a card, and then you draw a card. Um, it's kind of weird because like that ability isn't great unless you're using the discard effect to your advantage. Yeah, um, the- but sometimes just having an artifact on the field is good enough. I was just gonna say, so so what's really interesting about this showing up now, and you have a deck that 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 is this, right? There is mm-hmm. now this new archetype in Commander that's come out because of how much they've printed this stuff, which is just like game objects, right? It's just like having yeah. a mass quantity of artifact things in play. Yeah. And then you can play cards in Commander that say like double all your tokens, and all of a sudden you have like 40 treasures 40 clues 40 like and it's like holy crap how can we beat this guy he's got like a hundred things in play yeah and that's all that matters it goes to the theory where just like if you just have a hundred permanents on the battlefield it doesn't really (laughs) matter what they do you're doing fine (laughs) right and there's so many cards that are like it works (laughs) like uh one of the new cards uh it's the one that animates all your artifacts Oh yeah, rise and shine. Uh, rise right. and shine for yeah, six mana. Sure. Just turns all That's your an easy win con now, right? Yeah. So imagine if there's cards that can produce a mass quantity of blood tokens, it's just going to fit right into those strategies. Exactly. So like, I the blood tokens don't mean much, but I think what they mean is like there's more shit on the battlefield. Yeah. Now. <laughs> like it, it's it's getting to the point where there could be a an that just creates us an, an artifact token and all it does is it's a token and it's an artifact yeah and be like, it does nothing if it creates if yeah those artifacts do nothing and if they just it's create just a bunch of them an artifact you'd probably find a good use for it <laughs> i agree i agree uh i've been finding so i i uh i have an engineered explosives now and i've been finding that i'm just shoving it in decks knowing that i'm not even going to pay mana for it which puts it on zero counters just to delete all tokens. Yeah, just to... It's the one card I found that... Because I've always complained about. They need cards to help with 
destroying token strategies. Yeah, and not uh, and just creature tokens. Is one of the best. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And explosives is one of the best ways that it deals with all tokens at the same time. Anything oh, yeah. CMC zero. So they should print probably another one of those effects. I think would be really helpful. I think so too. Like absolutely, it's it, it gets kind of crazy because literally, yeah, the the deck that you're talking about that I have basically all it does is it just creates this Rube Goldberg machine of just generating yeah, these artifact tokens. Always of stuff. And I just don't want to use them. Like clues or <laughs> cards. Treasures are great because they ramp. Yeah. But like, I just want a lot of token artifacts. On right. The I, uh, my, uh, my Fane the Broker deck's similar in that respect, right? I kind of, I need like at least an artifact thing to, to be there yeah. so that I can constantly trade it in for other things. So, like, if there is something that says, I don't know, make a blood token per turn or something like that, I don't think there's anything that that's that strong in the set. Uh, I'll have to look again. But, like, that would be something super useful. Just just by having an extra permanent in play that you can just get rid of is always something that's very strong in the commander format. Any any permanent that you can sacrifice for an added benefit for yourself is very strong. There is one... um creature i don't see it on the to talk about list as a as a legendary yeah uh well i'll bring or it or is it just end. in the set okay uh the other mechanic oh, wait, wait, wait. it might be no uh, no i'll i'll add it to the list the other mechanic is uh disturbed uh now that was in the last set uh we didn't really talk about it much though it was on like a single commander i think and it's not on too many more this time i think it's on just another two and I think only one of them are we really gonna actually talk yeah, about. Yeah, only one of them matters. Uh, that is on there, Eric. He has partner with. So oh, one. right. It's we'll, we'll, part we'll of the other yeah. one. That's why I didn't see yes. it. Yes, yep. So it's in the commander set. So first thing we're gonna do, though. So we're not talking about any of the reprints. So they reprinted a bunch of monocolored ones in this set that have already existed. We're not gonna talk about them today. Uh, we're also not going to talk about what we categorized as the honorable mention, uh, a.k.a. the terrible commanders. Don't play these. <laughs> yeah, and uh, so sometimes you'd be able to make a case for these commanders to be in the 99, but like looking at yeah, them. And like, I'll tell you what, you can if you want. It's commander, guys. You can do whatever you want. You do, I'm just you telling you, you you're not. Y- you could build this. As there's strong like, as you want, and it's just not going to be very good. It there's just like one of these cards, maybe, that would be good in the 99. <laughs> so, yeah. So, we're talking about Torrens, Fist of the Angels. This is just a green-white commander. It doesn't really do anything. He's got the new mechanic training. That's another one that we're not going to mention. This is the only time it comes up. It's like the opposite of Mentor. It's probably the better Mentor, yeah. uh, where when he attacks, he'll get a 1-1 counter. Like, the creature with training gets the 1-1 counter, as long as he's attacking with a stronger creature. Uh, and it's all he says is when you cast a creature spell, you make a 1-1 creature token with training. There's so many better token strategy green-white cards. This isn't even something to consider. Attacking yeah. is not what you want to do in Commander. You don't want to even look at this card. Yeah, and the... Like training on this one one soldier tokens, it's one of those things. It's like, <laughs> oh, it's cool. So if I make a bunch of these and I attack, they can all become two twos. But like <laughs> we said before about the artifact stuff, where you just want a bunch of them, you're gonna win because you have forty five tokens out, not because yeah. you have ten one one or ten two twos right. now with training. So it's just one of those things that's like, 
okay, and, and token strategies, like, you're not really playing a whole lot of creatures anyway, and if you want to cast a lot of creatures, they're probably low power, so you might get one counter on them, and you're better just playing, you know, like a, a, a lord or right. some sort of anthem effect. So the the next and the next one is probably the most disappointing to me by far. This is Audric the Blood Cursed. This was one of the only Boros commanders coming out of the set, and he's such a disappointment. One red white for a three three vampire soldier. When he enters the battlefield, this is harkens back to the original Audric. Uh, you create X blood tokens. So here's the blood tokens coming up, where X is the number of abilities, and then it has a whole list of abilities. Uh, and you can only count each ability once. Oh, uh, found among creatures you control. So I don't want to have to read all the, whole the list, all, flying, first strike, yeah. double strike, death touch, haste, hexproof, indestructible, lifelink, menace, reach, trample, vigilance. Only those keywords. So none of nothing else that you might find. Only the ones I just named really quickly. Uh, only those, and only each ability once. I just like what are you a, really doing a, with this guy? It's an enter the battlefield effect. So you need to have like five or six creatures out and <laughs> with a all way these to, keywords and you want to be able to blink it or something to create the blood tokens and get benefit uh, from these blood tokens at the same time no it's just trash and it's not even good in the 99 this thing is just not, not yeah and, and what hurts this card the most is that it's red not mono white because you know like all the other like the first Audric is mono white and it it says like i care about keywords so you can't even put this Audric in the good Audric commander. <laughs> <laughs> you cannot. Uh, the next one's old Rutstein. Now this guy was really cool. He's one green uh, black for a one four human peasant. His ability is just too slow and too minuscule. Yeah. It's when he enters the battlefield or the beginning of your upkeep, you mill one card. If it's a land, you make a treasure. If it's a creature, you get a one one. And if it's a non land, you make a blood token. It's just not strong enough. It just it just yeah. won't get you there. And I think you hit it perfectly. Where I was like, oh, that's cool. And then I took one second to think about it. I'm like, not, that's not, not good. No, yeah, it's not. It's just you won't have a good time, guys. That's commanders about a game where kind of snowball a little bit. This guy will never snowball. He'll he'll hit it's, a straight wall. Yeah, it's it's about like. If you can't do have max of like infinite repeatability of an effect, right. then you need to have it be impactful. And right. this is you only get to do it when it enters, and then so essentially once per turn. When it enters and then an upkeep, and you get yeah. like That's it. a treasure token, maybe, maybe. or a blood You can't token. guarantee any of his effects. You can't, yeah, it's just not good. Yeah. If it had said like whenever you mill a card, do this. Right. Then and then and then had the separate ability, but like you mill a card, so you actually guarantee it, then then I'm in. But that's how commanders are usually designed. Right. So it's just, it's just because we have to expect this again. This is a standard set. So not all of them are going to be good, which is why we have to just what? totally gloss over them. How dare them. Yeah. This next one is cool. I agree. But again, just not there. This is two white black for the groom of the whole set. Edgar Ooh. Charmed Groom is a 4-4 vampire noble. He's a lord. Other vampires get plus one, plus one. And when he dies, this is neat. You return him to the battlefield transformed under your control. He becomes Edgar of Arkarv's Coffin, a legendary artifact, with, at the beginning of your upkeep, you make a 1-1 white-black vampire with lifelink, and then you put a bloodline counter on the coffin. Once there's three bloodline counters, remove the counters, you transform them back into his vampire form. Really neat. It's just way too slow in Commander. Yeah, and like the best part about Edgar, or Edgar... 
is that it's the Anthem effect. So you, all your vampires get plus one, plus one. That's great. Then he dies into an artifact, and he can still kill this artifact. I would. Could. I, I know it's an item because it's a coffin, so thematically it needs to be an artifact. But it would have been way better if it was an enchantment, just because they're way harder to destroy. <laughs> um, it's still, I will say off this whole list of ones I don't care about, this one is maybe the most interesting, just because I, I like the fact that, especially for a new commander player, you can just like play this, and you probably don't have to worry about it. Like, I, I know you yeah. said it's easy to destroy the artifact. I don't know who's destroying that artifact. <laughs> no, it, it just like, gets... Who uh, cares? He like, gets splashed okay, he damage gets a 1-1 by... one, one on his L- turn. Yeah, like artifacts often get, just get... Yeah, destroyed. splash damage, yeah. right? Destroy all artifacts. Yeah. But even even then, okay, then you have to cast Edgar one more time. Again. I, it's fine. I don't know. It's I, I could see the merit of this guy. If you really, cool, really but... don't want to worry about your commander and you're, the deck's not about that, hey, fine. All right. Yeah. You could convince me. Uh, the next one's Dorothea, Vengeful Victim. This is a harken back to the uh, Geist of St. Traft. This is a one white, one blue for a 4-4 four, four spirit with flying. Damn. For when he man. attacks or blocks, sacrifice it at the end of combat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then he has the disturbed mechanic, or she, uh, where one white blue, you can cast her out of your graveyard, and it becomes an enchantment creature aura with the enchant creature has whenever the enchanted creature attacks... Create a 4-4 white spirit token with flying that's tapped and attacking. And that sacrifices at the end of combat. Now, this is neat as well. Uh, unfortunately, attacking so bad in Commander. And attacking with a 4-4 doesn't mean jack wipe. Yeah. <laughs> and it also gets sacrificed on blocks, too. <laughs> so if you block right, with this it, thing isn't you can't sticking jump, around. You can't, like, jump block. It is an interesting card i think because the disturbed the aura like not yeah you put it in it's not even that deck. good in the 99 well, who's who really cares about i attacked with an extra four four <laughs> i don't know that doesn't seem good i yeah the i think i think if you care about it being an aura i think it could be interesting maybe yeah i'm not saying it's optimal but right when we get back down to the other commanders i mean yeah we're just not even going to remember these are cards uh last one is the, the mono black one henrika dumnathy this is two black black for a one three flying vampire at the beginning of combat on your turn you choose one that hasn't been chosen each player sacrifices a creature uh you draw a card and you lose one life or transform henrika dumnathy she will transform into Henrika Infernal Seer, a flying death touch lifelink 3-4, so basically vampire uh, Nighthawk. And then she has an ability of one black black. Each creature you control with flying death touch and or lifelink will get plus one plus oh until end of turn. Uh, it's it weird just, that this ability costs three mana. It's Again, it's just because it's balanced for standard, right? This is like solely... Yeah. Because they had to balance this all for standard. I think she's a cool card again, just not there for the. Those abilities are pretty minuscule. They're all cards that are playable in Commander. I will say, like each player sacrifices a creature when the creature enters play is a very co- but but it's again when creatures enter play is a very common mono black thing that you see. Like Fleshbag Marauders yeah. run rampant. Uh, I actually also like to play the uh, Phyrexian Rager, the uh, draw card, lose a life, which is the other ability that this has. Playable cards, but not as your commander. That's like, it's just like cards in the 99, which may maybe means she could play the 99, but she costs four. I don't know. Again, yeah, she's just there. I this, just don't, I would play her as a commander. This is like the classic. You look at it, you're like, oh, this is cool. 
And then it always ends up in the pile of cards that you cut. You would cut this. I agree. I agree. This is a card I would cut immediately almost every time. It's a playable card, but it's just not the power level you need it. Yeah, because the the comp is uh, Rankle. But if you want to sacrifice creatures, you can't sacrifice them every turn. If you want to draw cards, you can't draw cards every turn. Rankle does all of those things. Yeah, and then if you transform... Like, if you need to transform it into the Death Touch creature to block, then obviously you, you block When it, it transforms, it doesn't untap, correct? Uh, no, it doesn't untap. Okay, but you can, I mean, th- this says you can just transform. You don't have to attack. This says, says beginning of combat. No, 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 okay. yeah. So, you, yeah, so was, you can, yeah, you can block and then... You can just, um, yeah, you can just flip it on your combat. Then you can't do anything else, yeah. All right, well, we're going to get started with the new commanders. We're going to start with the commander products, which we didn't get to the Midnight Hunt one. Sorry about that. We're a little late on the game there. But we're going to get to the Crimson Vow commander product ones, uh, at least the commanders. So the we're going to start with the Vampire deck, which is heralded by Strafan, the Marer Progenitor. Two black and a red for a 3-2 Vampire Noble with flying. At the beginning of your end step, you create a blood token for each player who lost life this turn. That seems really strong off the bat. Yeah, that that that's like a very passive ability where very commonly you're making four at the beginning of every upstep. Yeah. You know, there's it's very easy to put in the cards in this deck that say everyone loses a life uh, yeah. to, at your upkeep. And so I like it because it's, that. it's different than oh, this deals five damage to one person. You have to look for different cards that ping everybody, you including want, yourself. Right, you want the slow effects. Yeah. yeah, including yourself. You also want to take a damage. You're not trying to lose a ton of life, but yeah. all you have to do is take one damage. You can gain it back however you want. Uh, and Whenever he attacks, you may sacrifice two blood tokens. If you do, you can put a vampire card from your hand onto the battlefield tapped and attacking. It also gains indestructible until end of turn. I don't know how many good vampires there are that are huge that need that effect, but I'm sure there's some. And, yeah, uh, it's, that seems like a strong effect. Just it's have. good. I mean, yeah, yeah it's, it's good. Really the, the it's like hard said, to block him. He's flying, right? So like he's flying. You'll gonna, always yeah, find this, somebody. This is, to yeah, attack. this is going to be a good effect. You're going to cheat on a lot of mana here, and you're going to have two blood tokens almost guaranteed when he comes down. You know, for like his first attack. Yeah. So I I can't see this being that. This guy's gonna be good, man. Mask <laughs> like, with Nexus. Mask with Nexus. There you go. And then everything in your hand is a vampire. Just chuck down whatever you want. Yeah, we me and Eric talk about the card in like every deck now. It's <laughs> just because it's like so cool. Yeah, it's still uh three dollars on TCG player. I'm I'm it's probably good just to pick up like <laughs> just just grab one, people. It's You're going to want it in cards. the future. Let's put it that way. You are going to get so interested in brewing and get way down the line and you're going to come up with a random tribal thing that you want to do and guess what you're going to want. You're going to want the Mask of Nexus. <laughs> yeah, literally every tribal deck will want it just so they can play that those random off-color Yeah, it just, also, it just it works in a, everything. This is just going to be a Mask of Nexus podcast yeah i think so it's like yeah. our marquee card yeah that's it also like, <laughs> creates a changeling too so i feel like if we ever got to like to like the command zone level of famous and like you know we would go to events and stuff like that would be the card they come up to us and be like can you sign this for us yeah, <laughs> like, like, yeah, it would yeah. be the mask yeah of course i'll sign mask with nexus of <laughs> all right uh next in this deck so like they do with a lot of the commander products because this is a pre-con they print other backup commanders for the decks 
Uh, what they did with these two, which is interesting, they've done it a few times in the past, is they print partner with commanders, actually. So the vampire deck comes with Lorraine, the diversion, with partnered with Camber, the plunderer. We'll start with Camber, the plunderer, is three and a red for a vampire rogue, three, four, uh, with lifelink. Whenever a creature dies, you gain a life and create a blood token. Now, I do believe that that card was errated, if I'm not mistaken. Really? I believe it states whenever a creature you control dies. Uh, Which is a lot different than whenever a creature dies. Oh, an opponent. Okay, thank you. Okay. Uh, Other way around. So, yeah. Does not count your creatures. Yeah, this was a misprinted card, and people are pretty upset about it, and I don't blame them. Um, which oh, that's so rough. I wish it was you control, so that way you could literally control it. <laughs> You're right, and that would be stronger. And then, uh, and also, it would have been too strong if it was whenever anything died, though. So I'm glad that it that it's different than any creature dying, because if it was any creature dying, gaining a life and making a game object for everything that dies, I think that would have gotten a little out of control. So I agree it should be either your opponents or you. It's your opponents. Yeah. So, okay. that Just to clarify that so everyone knows that Camber the Plunderer is errated. It is whenever a creature your opponent controls dies, you will gain a life and create a blood token. Still strong. According, according to Scryfall, it says the preview image was incorrect and the actual card should have will say it. Printed. Okay. Okay. Um, but that like why is the preview have been <laughs> yeah, this way i imagine it was like that at one time and then they maybe they play yeah. test commander and i i wouldn't be shocked if they play tested this and went like okay this is i mean like remember how almost like i wish they play tested your snake guy yeah they should have play tested that and they would have realized like okay this is way too many snakes yeah. i i have no trouble making 40 snakes in a turn every turn yeah Th- yeah this is like this is a problem this shouldn't have because like then you have a card like i was always mentioning too because at the same time frame i made the Zerzoth deck which was like they limited it to only one devil and only if they did the, like it was very specific and it never got out of hand like i think at most i had like six devils and that was yeah. a good amount of devils but like very fair amount of devils. I, I could totally see uh, very easily to making infinite combat. I don't know if there's a card that says like all artifacts or like all non creature artifacts become creatures, but like or oh, and then they infinitely die. Right? Yeah, it just, just keeps is there like zero zeros or something. Yeah, yeah I could yeah. see that happening. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure there is. So either way, there's Camber. He is partnered with Loreen, the Diversion. I, lo- I love the name. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to be the Diversion. Uh, <laughs> call me the Diversion. Call what? Me the diversion. Gotcha. <laughs> what? <laughs> what they, it's they, hilarious already too late. <laughs> it's great. So it's two and a red for a three. And the flavor is great on this card, too. Two and a red for a three three with first strike with two sacrifice an artifact or a creature and goad target creature. So she's literally like sacrificing her item or a creature to like yeah, taunt throw, something. It's the it's like the video game thing where you throw a coin and the guard goes, <laughs> yeah, oh, and the guy goes there. Up. <laughs> Must have so been I love I love the flavor and everything. I don't think it's the strongest card now. There is so much better goad stuff that they're printing now, honestly. 
Like they've printed some nuts yeah. stuff in the colors green. Uh, just look up the the D and D set goad ones are way better, and the call time uncommon one Carter is like insane for goading. But talk um, about uh, using artifacts to your advantage. Yeah, just like oh, I have a blood token, I'm just gonna sacrifice. Yeah, right. Now. Yeah, Camber's just... gonna crap out blood tokens left and right, and then you're just gonna be like, well, I goad things, and yeah, I, this scary Eldrazi's cool not gonna attack me anymore. Let's say that this is a cool deck. I do foresee you needing a lot of mana unfortunately for a deck like this camber yeah. costs four lorraine costs three her ability costs two per time you want to use it to target sing that's gonna cost you a lot of mana so heed that in mind if you wanted to play a deck of lorraine and camber i think you should build your deck to uh, ramp a lot yeah. and i think you'll do just fine i think you should Trust that things are going to die and you'll generate your token. You know what I mean? Like I would focus less on like trying to get more objects in play. I think the commanders do a fine job of getting you there. I think you need mana to, to use your commanders. I think is where I would go with a deck like that. I think so. But I I just want to point something out here. The partner with thing. Is this the, is this, Oh, this is part of like the weird, Oh, this is part of the commander deck. But um, yes, they have to partner with each other and only each other, only each other. It says their names. It does the weird thing where they also tutor for each other. Oh, right. If you put them in the 99. Yes. And they are partner with is so good. Like I'm playing. Yeah, we have learned that, right? (laughs) It's like you got you always draw. I was like, well, (laughs) I say every game he draws it because he draws it every game because I draw one of the halves every game. We're like, oh, Search for a human. All right, I'm going to get my human that partners with the dragon. And now everything is flying in haste and doubles drag or whatever. Yeah, yeah. you're 100% right with that, actually. That is something I, I didn't even think about myself. But th- that's a good point. I, you might want to just play these two. It's almost like having an, another commander. Because these guys kind of yeah. do. They do everything they want to do on their own. Exactly. And partner <laughs> with usually does that. Usually they, does that. Right, exactly. Time. Yeah, you probably don't need any other synergy with these guys for them to do what they're going to do. And oh, if yeah. it synergizes at all with your deck that's in uh, red and black, yeah, like, you're gold. Yeah. Uh, the other one is a monocolored one, Timothar, the Baron of Bats. So uh, I think I, he was kind of a flavor fail, but go on. I will say that my f- I was immediately disappointed with the mm. art because the way he's huh. situated, I thought he was playing guitar <laughs> with his hand <laughs> and where the, the sword is put off. And just, I don't know. Like it doesn't make any sense why I thought that, but I immediately was like, Oh, is this guy playing a loot or something? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like I don't like him anymore. <laughs> I, I kind of, so when I heard about him, I thought he was going to be more bat tribal and he's not at all. Not. And that disappointed me. So the Baron of bats is a four black, black four, four vampire noble with Ward discard a card. I do like that. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. That's a very punishing ward, and I, I like that a lot. Because it's not hexproof, so no one's going to complain. But they're going to have to discard a card to target yeah. him. So there's a lot of situations in which they're not going to do that. So I like that a lot. I think that's a really strong and, effect. And think about like those like stupid ping effects. Where it's like, yeah. or uh, you have like a tapper thing. It's like, imagine mm-hmm. having to discard a card every time you want to be like, okay, I'm just going to tap him down for the turn. It's like, oh, yeah. I'm, I Against my that. decks, that would punish, that would destroy me. <laughs> I would never like, financially no. recover. <laughs> um, but the thing is, that when I look after I read the rest of the card, I'm not sure how useful this ward is anymore because I don't know how much you're going to target this guy. What he does, 
he does whenever another non-token vampire you control dies, you may pay one and exile it. If you do, you create a 1-1 black creature token with flying. It gains when this creature deals combat damage to a player, sacrifice it, and then you return the exiled card to the battlefield tap. That is a lot of hoops to jump through. I mean, you have to pay mana. So there's a card like Nightmare Shepherd, which literally just says, when a creature dies, put it back in play as a 1-1. You get all its effects. One, just one bam. It's yeah, just, just kabam. One, one. And, he co- and he costs two black black. So he costs, and he's yeah. still a 4-4 four, four flyer. This guy doesn't even fly. For some reason, he's a freaking one of the only vampires that doesn't fly. I, I don't know. This guy's really bad to me, and he frustrates me a lot. Yeah. Because uh, attacking, you have to not just attack. You have to deal combat damage and then sacrifice this bat to return the thing. And it returns tapped. I don't know. It's just like every part about the card, they were like, well, let's make it a little worse than that. Let's, let's yeah. Oh, let's, well, let's make yeah. it a little worse than that. It's like, oh, well, it's not when it dies. It's when it, oh, it attacks. No, oh, well, no. It's when it yeah, dies, but let's damage. let's make them pay one mana for it. Okay, yeah. and then and then what happens? Oh, they just get a one one bat. Not even a copy of that creature. No, 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 no. Just a one one bat. <laughs> and they might get it back. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So what are we gonna do when the bat dies? Oh, nothing. The bat just dies. Uh, instead, let's make it that the bat has to attack. No, no, no. Let's make it that it has to hit someone. <laughs> yeah. Every part of the card. So yeah. That might have gone if it weren't for it being in the commander deck. That would also go in the honorable mentioned, aka bad commanders. I just I wouldn't even look at this card. Uh, On to the spirits deck. They are heralded by Millicent, the restless revenant. Cool art. Uh, looks like the uh, what do you call it? Lord of the Rings. That battle where like all the spirit people are like. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it looks very Lord of the Rings. So this is five white blue for a four four spirit soldier. Uh, it costs one less to cast for each spirit you control, which is really good because it costs seven, and that's way too much. <laughs> way too much. <clears throat> uh, it's got flying 4-4. Four, four. Whenever Millicent, Restless Revenant, or another non-token spirit you control dies or deals combat damage to a player, and I believe it's... Okay, yeah, so it's... So it's, it is talking about the non-token spirits as well. Yeah. Not just Millicent. Yeah, okay. Just to clarify, it's it's whenever Mills or another. or a non-token spirit, whether if they die or whether they deal combat damage to a player, if either or, a lot of ors in this card, yeah. uh, you'll make a one-one white spirit token with flying. So all your non-tokens can make more tokens every time they hit. I mean, this thing can get out of control pretty quick. Yeah, it's uh, really board wipes is gonna wreck this deck's day. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know how it recovers from board wipes. Well, it would... Seems like a glaring weakness. So, it does... Like, the first board wipe won't help. Is if you have, like, three non-token spirits... and the, Right, they all die. They and all they, die. Yeah, it and makes then more they spirits, make more spirits, which makes Millicent cost less. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool in that, in that way, right? Yeah, it's just, I like how, like, most spirits have flying anyway. So, right. I, could, I could see this kind of getting a little nuts. And, like... I can see it too. It's definitely a very snowbally deck. Remember how we said like the good play uh sorry, commander is snowball? This yeah. is a snowball commander. I like how it's not in green because that you can't get most of the enchantments that like double up creature tokens and stuff, mm-hmm. so it's not mm-hmm. it's not too crazy. Uh I, I It's strong. I, it's strong. I think, I think it's pretty interesting. It's definitely a snowbally deck too where like I mean, early game, this thing can't come out, right? This this thing doesn't come out until yeah, turn, no, 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 like, no, no, five, no. six, once you've built up a spirit army. 
and you're very linear. Well, what are you doing in this deck? Well, you're playing spirits like that. I'm you're just spirits playing spirits. and you're attacking and you're attacking. Yeah. So I don't know. I would get tired of a deck like this after a while for sure. Yeah, I think this is. But everyone's got to own a deck like this because they'll have fun with it. Yeah, yeah, you'll 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 have fun being. This like, is you know another what? fantastic uh, beginner's deck. Oh, very yeah, yeah. very simple to understand. Play your damn spirits, make a bunch of things, and, and crush someone. You you have one focus, and that's attacking someone dead. Yeah, and like you're good. You're you're gonna have fun. Gonna and you're and you're gonna do fine, right? Yeah. So I, I like him for that reason. He's just just fine. And also, uh, I think that, he's good at the if you have a spirits deck, throw him the ninety nine because right. he's gonna cost like two mana, and then yeah, you play it, and then attack with your spirits, and then you make like. With that said, I don't know. So I have a spirits deck. I don't know that I'm gonna get this guy to put him in there. I just well, I, I, I think your deck. It's a lot more about good. the tokens. It's more I don't about have, the tokens. Yeah, I don't have many non spirit. Yeah. Our non-token spirits. It's much more about. I make a lot of spirit tokens, but that's yeah. about it. And I think, I think there's probably like, how do I put this? I think there's some value in having like, like wrath protection. Usually, your wrath protection is your other non-creature permanents just being so dominant that you can right. just you don't care. I mean, uh, it, it is funny how much I relate those two to this. So that deck is the Renard deck. It came out in Kaldheim. And I, I look at that card and I think it's so much more fun because it plays around with Fortel. But that deck also severely has a board wipe problem. If I get board wiped enough, I do literal nothing. Yeah, it's just like... <laughs> I rely on my stuff being in play <laughs> and building right. my board state more and more. As soon as people board wipe like two, three times, I, I, I don't do a lot of damage as it is. <laughs> <laughs> I rely on like my two to three damage a turn to get me there. If people board wipe, I'm like, I can do zero damage. Go ahead. <laughs> I just I don't get there. But it's a fun deck. Th this deck seems a lot more aggro, like you're going to be busting through some good damage, yeah. which is nice. Oh, yeah. So then they're, they have partner commanders, which we should once again think about uh, that fact that you can play this in the 99, because mm -hmm. I don't know how good they are as commanders. This is Rhoda, the Geist Avenger, and Timon, the Youthful Geist. I like the Youthful Geist. That's hilarious. A little baby, baby ghost. Baby uh, Rhoda, we'll start with Rhoda. Three to white. Three, three, human soldier with vigilance. I like how they templated all these to have, like, one keyword. Like, very standard in that color. Keyword, three, three, costing more mana. It's, a, yeah. it's neat that they plan this. Whenever a creature an opponent controls becomes tapped, if it isn't being declared as an attacker, put a 1-1 one, one counter on Geist Avenger. So this is a funny. Harken back to Sarah's Avenger. Uh, had the same text where you put a 1-1 counter on it. Uh, boy, do I wish I could play this in my <laughs> yeah, <laughs> tapping deck. Yeah, oh my god. Uh, let's let's see what his partner does. Tim in the Youthful Geist is 4 and a blue. That's a lot of mana. For a 3-4 spirit with flying, at the beginning of each combat, tap up to one target creature. So Tim in kind right. of tap things. Roto will get the counters. They're... I I don't like I, these guys. I think know. that the Tibbin ability is it is pretty each powerful. combat, yeah, each combat. Because everyone. if you each play before combat, combat and right, it, depending on where people sit, like you could tap down, yeah, like four of one person's creatures and be like, okay, now, or I mean, they'll untap at the end of the turn, but like you could tap down like three of somebody's creatures and then be like, okay, now attack him. Yeah, I honestly, I, I. 
and I think many others probably did this too. They read it at the beginning of your combat. It is each combat, which in Commander yeah. is significant. That means they can, you can tap down everyone's biggest thing as soon as it's like they're. I don't know. This this guy's actually pretty good. <laughs> yeah, this is definitely a in the ninety nine like kind of thing. So I like it. Maybe, yeah. I don't know where you'd use them. Yeah, I, I do agree though. They don't seem very strong as commanders, right? They don't really do yeah. much. Yeah, like one guy gets Rhoda especially seems very weak, right? Yeah, like yeah. I don't know. I guess with Timon in play, he gets really big really quick though, right? It's the beginning of each combat things are being Tapping tapped down. from Timon. That's yeah. that's he's gonna get big quick. And he's yeah, got vigil. I don't know, bad. that's not bad. Uh yeah. I don't know. They're I think that, I think that's it. Where she's like, ah, ah. Oh, yeah, all right, all right. All right, moving on to the real set now. So this is from the actual Crimson Vow set. We're going to start with Anhe, the Maid of Dishonor. Anje, Anhe. So she was originally a Commander Products card, first printed as. Yeah. Uh, now she's made a return. Uh, famously, Madness. Now she went into the Blood Tokens, because they were kind of Madness Synergy. So this is two black and a red for a 4-5 vampire. Whenever Anhe made of Dishonor and and or one or more other vampires enter the battlefield under your control, create a blood token, but it only triggers once each turn. So basically when she enters, you make a blood. Whenever another vampire enters the battlefield, if you didn't already make a blood that turn, you make a blood. So that's, that's sweet. Adds, adds make a blood to every vampire in your deck. And then she has a two sacrifice another creature or blood token. Each opponent loses two and you gain two. Not the strongest. Pairs really well with the other uh, commander. It does. It pairs really well with the Lorraine and Camber, I think. Mm-hmm. I would either... I'd play Anhe maybe man. in the... I think Camber and Lorraine might be a little stronger than she is, though. Probably play her in the 99 rather than her. Actually, maybe maybe that's not true because if you play the partners with, you're probably going to see them anyway. You're probably so going like, to see them anyway, yeah. Go with Anhe and then imagine you're going to get Camber and, and Lorraine around. Yeah. It's like having or, two copies. Or just go with Strafon, though. Just go with Strafon. Yeah. You make way more blood that way. Yeah. And, <laughs> just go uh, with yeah, the pre-con. Yeah. Yeah, she's just, she doesn't measure up, I don't think. So, moving on, maybe she should have gone in the, in the don't talk about it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I, Donald, mean, I, I think I think this is pretty interesting. I don't know. It I, is interesting. Yeah, but you have to play Vampire Travel because it says specifically vampires vampire, entering. Yep. I don't know. Yeah, I, don't, I actually don't think she's that good. Uh, the next one's Donald, the Herald of Wings. Two blue blue for a 3-3 human wizard. Whenever you cast a non-legendary creature spell with flying, you may copy it. Except it's a one-one spirit in addition to its other types, and you can only do this once each turn. Mm-hmm. So this is like Volo. Yeah, this is like Volo ki- combined with uh, Mono Blue Midnight Volo. Shepherd. Except <laughs> instead of, inst- well, it's more Volo, right? Because Volo just straight up copies whatever you played. Oh uh, yeah, if it didn't have a creature type. But I, I like the the Midnight Shepherd comp because it's like yeah because it makes a one one when it dies and comes back. Actually, yeah, maybe maybe is more like Midnight she- almost or Nightmare Shepherd as well. Nightmare called. Shepherd. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Actually, it's actually much more like Nightmare Shepherd, except you get it on the front end instead of on the back end. Yeah. So it kind of is exactly Nightmare Shepherd, which is a very good playable card. I would be more interested in Volo. Uh, again, Volo copies it and just makes a copy of it. Yeah. This makes specifically a 1-1 spirit. Also, this says it has to be a creature with flying and non-legendary. Mm-hmm. Um, still pretty good, but you can have as many, like, it could be all spirits. Volo's tagline is that it has to be different Different creature typing. types. 
Yeah. Which, Which also of course, makes for a more interesting deck. We know. hate because you can't put Maskwood next to it. You can't play well. Maskwood, so then why would we even suggest the deck? Yeah, play Donald. It, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the worst card. Then these spirits are everything in addition to that. Yeah. I bet you could get in some weird combos with this where, you know, so I'm like sure you're playing you something. This is going to be a strong that, card, right? Especially, I play this in the 99, I'm sure is good too. Yeah, if this there's some, like, card. Flash Flyer that, like, bounces a creature when it enters, you could, like, flash <clears> it in, <throat> then with the Spirit Token, bounce your, your original creature back, and then bounce whatever uh, creature they're attacking you with. Yeah, you get pretty yeah. Uh, next one's also mono blue, Giralf, Visionary Stitcher. This is a two and a blue for a human wizard, one four. With zombies you control have flying. That's not a bad ability. Yeah, and... I, I, it's a, I mean, it's great. It's a good ability. I just think of like, how do they have flying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, so true. You look at this card and you're like, the art doesn't even tell you how. Like, yeah, is, I, I'm what? just really trying to figure out how are are you like chucking them in balloons or something i'm but guessing no. he's stitching wings onto all his zombies when he does his Where second is ability which is from? let's let's finish his ability is a blue and tap sack another well, we have to get into this <laughs> sack another non-token creature and then you create an xx blue zombie creature token with where x is the sacrifice creature's toughness so this is like an interesting like you could like you know, play big walls in mono blue and sack them and make giant flying zombies? I don't know. This is a cool, interesting thing. I don't know how powerful it's going to be. Yeah, I think you're going to like it for in a blue-black zombie deck just for the first. Yeah, maybe, maybe he's not a commander. He's a blue-black deck, but he's cool. Yeah. You could try him. Uh, we'll move on. The Grolnok, the Omnivore. Oh, oh yeah. This is Beautiful obviously player. the Dragon Party oh, favorite card. Hell yeah. Two green and a blue for a 3-3 frog. Legendary frogs are the best. Whenever a frog you control attack. All right, Maskwood Nexus is in. (laughs) Frog tribal is here, everyone. Maskwood Nexus. Guess what happens? They're all frogs. Mill three cards. Whenever a permanent card is put into your graveyard from your library, exile it with a croak counter. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. You may play lands and cast spells from among cards you own in exile with Croak Cannon. I mean, this That's guy's just solid. really good. <laughs> this card is just solid as a rock. You can play this as just a two green-blue commander. You don't need to, you can ignore anything have, he says, and he'll be great. Yeah, you could have, like, almost no other frogs. Right, he could be the only frog, and it just says whenever he cards. attacks. Yeah, whenever he attacks, mill three, and if you get permanents, you can play them. Uh, importantly... I, so I do think Rollknock has to be in play for you to cast things with croak counters. Because uh, it doesn't say the yes. yeah, cards yeah. gain the ability. So a lot of cards will state if they get a croak counter, yeah, it's it like gains counter. the ability. Uh, even in Exile, uh, cards in Magic can do that, where it will yep. give it the ability. Rollknock does have to be in play. Um, yes. Now I play a uh, Paco and Halden deck, which does this say, thing. Yeah. And it's it's exactly this, and it's very strong. It's the opposite, where it's only non-creature, uh, non-creature spells. This is not quite. Actually, it's even better than the opposite because it's permanent. So it's you can actually play now. the artifacts and the enchantments like you can with Paco, but also play the creatures. So this card might even be better. I mean, this is awesome. This is going in my shapeshifter deck. In the shapeshifter, hundred <laughs> percent. I mean, this is awesome. It's a great, great card. Uh, 
Grolnock, A A plus plus. First A plus plus. This omnivore in here. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, he's in the party. I agree. Right. We we haven't done that. We haven't talked about who's invited to the party or not yet. Grolnock's in. Grolnock's in. I mean, yeah, we'll skip over the commander ones because I feel like they're just kind of in all automatically. They're right, part of the yeah. commander product. Anhe, was she in? I don't think so. I think she was left at the door. She she got left behind by her friends. Yeah, she definitely did. She didn't make it. Donald? I, I guess Donald's invited. Herald of Wings. We can't stop him. They have flying. No, yeah, he's invited. Uh, Geralt Visionary Stitcher, was he in? I think so. He does something interesting. He's in. The next two, they have to both be invited if they're going to come into the party. This is Helena oh, and yeah. Elena. We all know the person was like, hey. I yeah, like if I'm I coming, hate, I have to bring this person. I hate your boyfriend, though. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, well, we can't invite one of them. He's like, yes, we'll leave both at home. Remember the partner mechanic? Well, this time they're just together anyway. This is Helena and Elena, partners. Helena and Elena. Two red green for a two three human ranger shouldn't they say rangers i know it would mess up the whole (laughs) i know uh with first strike and reach uh, at the beginning of your combat on your turn put x plus one plus one counters on another target creature you control which almost makes me feel like i wish they were partners and split them up and gave them partner with and then like so that this ability could like put it on the other creature And, like, you could put it on either the creature with reach or the creature with first strike and decide. Yeah, I don't know. They should be split up. Uh, Where X is their power, and that creature gains haste. Now, the problem is they're completely outclassed by Xenagos. I was just going to say, like, what was the name of the card that's just... Oh, yeah. Xenagos is Trample and Haste or something? Yep. Trample and Haste. uh, And it's an indestructible enchantment god. It's... Yeah, it's infinitely better. I'm surprised this card got made because it's literally... <laughs> well, like, it's for standard. I don't even think... Yeah, actually, I yeah. say it's for standard, but it's not even... Like, it's this not, isn't like, going to no see play one, in standard. Yeah, come on. It's like, not. This, it's this not going to see play two-color legendary thing with all yeah. this text on it. This was made for... It won't even see it's play like, in standard. Yeah, the standard playtesting team was not thinking of like, oh, Grawlock, the Omnivore is going to make frogs finally viable. Uh, <laughs> No, yeah. true. They made that for Commander. You know that. Yeah. Uh, the next one, uh-huh. Mono White Catilda, the Dawnheart Martyr. One White White for a Star Star Spirit Warlock. I love that creature type. Warlock's on back. Flying Lifelink Protection from Vampires. Uh-oh. Anti-mask with Nexus. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh, Tribal Tribal. No. <laughs> Catilda's power and toughness are equal to the number of permanents you control that are spirits or enchantments. I don't know why it just didn't say the number of spirits or enchantments you control. Why did it say I think permanents yeah. you control that are spirits? I don't know. Now this is where St- Disturbed comes in, surprisingly, for a card. Three white-white for Disturbed. It will come back as an aura. Catilda's Rising Dawn. Enchant creature. Enchant creature has flying lifelink protection from vampires, and it gets plus X plus X, where X is the number of permanents you control. Again, it has a weird text that are spirits and or enchantments. And if it would uh, be put in a graveyard from exiled instead, when it's the aura. So it, I think the 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 thing about this is kind of like it, like Catilda was. You'll the kind of always have it warlock and then you when she dies she ascends and then she becomes the patron granting you the power gotcha almost like a dnd card then i know i was just thinking that i was like and it's a warlock i don't think any other warlocks exist so this this 
probably was a holdover and they just like ah could have been threw in protection from vampires right to make it like crimson vow worthy i think and then made it work with like a disturb mechanic oh yeah it probably was a holdover i agree with you there actually uh i don't know about it as a mono white commander though no its biggest flaw as a mono white commander is the mono and white parts of those words <laughs> that's a thing um yeah i mean if if you want to build a mono white spirits with an enchantment sub theme it's hard to find something better than this i think um, all right next one's an interesting addition though olivia the crimson bride so here's the bride of the set hey. we had the groom earlier four black and a red for a three four flying haste vampire noble when Olivia Crimson Bride attacks, return target creature card from your graveyard to the battlefield tapped and attacking. It gains, when you don't control a va- legendary vampire, exile this creature. This is really good. This is insanely good. I mean, harkens back to uh, Kalia the Vast, right? Yeah. Except this the... card has haste, so you know it's going to get in there the first time it shows up and every time it comes back and mm-hmm. things that died it brings back anyway, and they don't leave when she attacks. Yeah. Normally these cards say, I mean, just like, that's why it's exactly like Kalia, right? They don't leave. And it can be as big as you want. Yeah, they can be as big as you want, getting stuff in your graveyard. And it doesn't have the text that it has to be, right? Kalia says it has to be a demon angel, which luckily they're huge anyway. Yeah. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of crossover <laughs> in Kalia and Olivia. Though. Yeah, this is the but, new uh, Kalia. I'd be afraid of her, everyone. When she yeah. comes in, it's terrifying. Anyone anyone who uh, says... The, like, the way to stop this deck is exiling its graveyard. Yeah. That's the one benefit. Kalia, it's hard to get rid of things out of their hand. Yeah, because they can always top deck. Yeah, they can yeah, always just get into another one. This one just... Uh, this one just tells you the importance of like if you're seeing this card more and more in your playgroup just stack your deck with graveyard exiling effects you're gonna want them anyway it's gonna pay dividends in other commander games yeah you're gonna you're going to what, what what's gonna happen is you are gonna play against this card in your playgroup like you said you're like oh i gotta i gotta throw, fill my deck with a bunch of graveyard hate and you do it and then you take your deck on the road against strangers and the graveyard hate's just gonna work all the time yeah and all of a sudden it's and gonna be incredible like, and they're oh. not gonna expect it yeah. <laughs> yeah they're gonna be like oh no it ruins my entire plan and you're like, you're like yeah well all right cool i guess i'll just keep this in forever now <laughs> instead of doing your Listen, you know, there's we talked about this there's always a t- uh tokens at this table and there's always a graveyard at the table graveyard and every game guaranteed uh the next one is is your bay here why don't you introduce Ooh, them uh, well, don't mind if i do <laughs> uh this is as soon as i here we go runo uh stromkirk a <laughs> uh legendary vampire cleric for one blue black so three mana it's a one four flying creature uh when runo stromkirk enters the battlefield put up to one target creature card from your graveyard on top of your library that's nice. Uh, but wait, there's more. Uh, at the beginning of your upkeep, look at the top card of your library. Uh, you may reveal that card. If it's a creature card with mana value six or greater, reveal uh, reveal it and then transform Runo Stromkirk because there wasn't enough text on this card. And Runo becomes Crothcast, <laughs> Lord of the Deep. It becomes a Kraken Horror. It's a 3-5 with flying. Uh, and when Crothus, Lord of the Deep, attacks, create a tapped and attacking token that's a copy of another target attacking creature. <laughs> Period. 
But if that creature is a kraken, leviathan, octopus, or serpent, you create two of those tokens instead. Holy lord. Yeah, talk about text on a card. Jesus Christ. This is like the full text land. Yeah, I think the backside could have just been a commander by itself. On its own. And then the front side literally just existed. And that would have been a ridiculously strong commander. Yeah. Well, they would have they would have made him cost a lot more, right? Yeah, he would have yeah, yeah. he would have costed six. Probably like yeah. six or something. Yeah. yeah. Um I I I know this doesn't matter, but doesn't it seem strange that like a under the water commander has flying? Like, aren't you supposed to be flying? <laughs> well, fly? I get if you're all underwater, everything is flying. But yeah, well, because he started as a vampire, and then didn't he like? I don't know. He's like rising out of the deep. I don't know. Kind of makes sense. Yeah, I get the vampire side, but the kraken horror side. Yeah, but you wouldn't want him to lose flying. That would be no, no, no. The flying is is there for purely. Uh, well, you don't want him to die as soon as soon as yeah, you can. also don't want him to lose flying just to flip. Yeah, that would be yeah. real sad. Uh, this card he's is sweet. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's interesting. Good. That's a lot of hoops to jump through. Because, like, you're relying on, like, if you want to flip him reliably, you're relying on the fact that you have a creature card in your graveyard that costed six or more to begin with when he entered already. Yeah, I don't We're think starting out problem. there. If you want him to flip him. And you think you do because obviously, I mean, his flip side's the strong side. His front side just is a means to flip him. Yeah. It's just a means to flip him. I, I think I think the getting a creature with a big creature in your graveyard is super easy. I mean it's the same thing with like Olivia, except Olivia is way better at, at utilizing it. Right. And, uh you just you just want to flip it. The weird thing is, it's a three mana commander, but you don't really want to play him until you have a large so creature. Yeah, you need that's right, ready to attack. And he's not good to play early. I agree. He, he you have yeah. to if you're going to play this guy, you got to know how you want to play with him because he's going to be a different type of commander, which might be interesting. Yeah, maybe you shouldn't view him as a three mana commander because you should view him as a commander whose goal is to flip into the guy that's going to attack with massive. Just massive creatures absurd creatures uh i think i mean the the sweetest part about this deck is the limited creature types that have the two tokens like obviously which you don't also have to. it does yeah right you don't have to yeah like if it just did if it just did the kraken leviathan octopus serpents that's the only creature you could target and only created one copy that'd still be interesting but like man you you uh you reanimate because you want to get cards in your graveyard. So it, you let's say you reanimate, I don't know, this this sweet demon or something. And then You're never bad to copy a Grave Titan, right? It's never bad to copy a Grave Titan. <laughs> and it doesn't say though it doesn't say until end of combat. So you do get to keep the tokens too. Right. Yep, the tokens stay around. Yeah. Yep. So, so he's yeah, he's, he's, str- he's a snow again, snowbolly, which is important. Yeah, he won't be very good until real late, and then yeah, all of a sudden he can just punch through someone's face. I mean, snowballing is what you want in commander because you don't have to do much in the early game as long as your end game can crush someone. And this will definitely do that. Imagine it like will do that. yeah, I agree. Attacking with this massive creature. Sweet. Next one's a very interesting take on an is it commander the Aruth tormented prophet one blue and a red for a two four human wizard. If you would draw a card, 
exile the top two cards of your library instead. You may play those cards this turn. So it sort of doubles all your draws, but you can't draw anymore. You can only exile things. He'd be a tough commander to play, I will say that. Yeah, this is... He'd be hard to play. I, my sense is that you would, you are going to use this card in a combo deck with wheels and stuff that, so you're just going to win the turn you play it because, mm-hmm. I mean, that's probably the best way to do it. Um, mm-hmm. Because once you play this card and it survives, like the cards in your hand, you're never going to have cards in your hand again. And right, not, unless, well, in Commander though, you, she dies eventually. She doesn't last forever. Right. And then you start building up your hand again and. Yeah. So in the meantime, you're drawing double the amount of cards, so you probably did a lot of stuff. You probably She's did. interesting and just hard to use. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, because you can't do the is it thing where like, okay, well, I'm going to load up with my, my hand with a bunch of instant speed ways to draw cards because that way right. if my counter right. spells fail or my bounce spells fail, I can always just draw cards at the end of turn, but you can't do that. I, this because... is for the experienced player only. Yeah, I... I, I if... If you sit across from this, just keep an eye on, on that player because they might just ramp, 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 play this card, wheel a bunch, and then. Oh, we finish. we got to go back. We forgot a bunch again. Catilda, are we letting her into the party? I don't think so. Uh, I think yeah, she's she's just too holier than thou. Yeah, think. she right. She became so much holier. Right, ever like, since she ascended. Oh, we're having alcohol at the party, and oh my god, oh, yeah. you just don't want that kind of person around. Yeah. Uh, Olivia, like someone who can claim they're like, oh, I, I have fun without alcohol. And it's like, yeah, but you're not fun a person at all. <laughs> what, what about the Olivia? It's, it's her day. I mean, I guess we have to let her in. Yeah, I feel like it's her party and her she'll party. probably kill us if we say no. <laughs> she will murder us if we don't let her in. So we yeah. kind of have to. I agree with that one. And then Runo. I mean, Runo's he's in. He's Dude, he's a partier. He's like flipping he's around in. and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> he planned oh, yeah. his event like... Oh yeah, he's a Ruth. I maybe, but he would be the guy that's like, like we're all there to drink, and then he's the guy that brought like hard drugs and is like doing (laughs) them in the corner. (laughs) Yeah, it's just like, uh, like, hey, uh, are you high right now? (laughs) He's an experienced partier. He's in the corner doing some. He's doing some e in the corner. (laughs) Like you. We're going to get this guy some water because he calm down. <laughs> uh, the next one's Jacob Hawken, Inspector. One and a blue for a 0-2 human advisor. He's very much uh, the Jace, Brin's prodigy from the old set. Oh, yeah, right. Uh, tap, draw a card, then exile a card from your hand face down. You may look at the card for as long as it remains exiled. You may pay for blue, blue. And this is after he taps. So you have to, like, tap. You can't just, like, pay that whenever. You have to tap him to activate his ability to draw a card, exile a card, and then once you've done that, you may pay for blue blue, and if you did, you transform him. He transforms into a legendary enchantment, Hawkins Insight. At the beginning of your upkeep, you exile the top card of your library face down. You may look at that card for as long as it remains exiled. Once during each of your turns, you may play a land or cast a spell from among the cards exiled without paying its mana cost. This card's nuts. Pretty sweet. I love that the enchantment kind of does its... Like, once the enchantment's in play, man, just ride that Dude, thing. Yeah. Because, like, it, it's not like you have to... 
like build up like 20 things with Jake beforehand. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you could just do it one time, flip him. The enchantment's going to do it every turn. Now it's better to have a nice stock up with him so that you have options. Cause you only yeah. get to, but you only get to cast something once each turn. So, you know, it's just a free card every turn. Yeah. You get, you just get a free card. Not only are you drawing this card, but you can just you play, play it. Yeah. Yep, you're just playing it. You're just spitting it out. Yeah. yeah so this card's awesome. Yeah, this card's pretty strong. I think he'll make for a fine commander. He'll be a lot of fun because who Blue cares has... what he does? You just yeah. <laughs> you could build the deck any way you want. Blue <laughs> like has ignore a... him entirely. There's a million ways to stack the top of the deck, too. You're probably playing him in a big mana blue deck, I'd imagine, right? Because he cheats everything. Like once he flips, yeah, you play yeah. omniscience for free. Which and yeah, that's literally what I was gonna say. Yeah, the card right? I mean, is to get omniscience out. Get omniscience, play it, win the game. I don't know, like what uh, like, mono blue, it's really strong. So I think boom. he's gonna be rather strong. I think he's probably gonna be strong, yeah. Yeah. So he's in the party. He's in. Yeah, he's in. He brought the big guns. He brought like cases of alcohol for everyone. Yeah, we can't. We can't turn away that. <laughs> the next one's also, man, this next two, I think I saved like the best three for last, honestly. Uh, Toxrail, the corrosive. Ooh. Five black black for a slug horror. Seven, seven. Now he is mono black in casting cost, but he is Demir in uh, identity, which we'll get to. His abilities are as follows. At the beginning of each end step, Put a slime counter on each creature you don't control. Creatures you don't control will get minus one, minus one for each slime counter on them. Good lord. <laughs> Whenever a creature you don't control with a slime counter on it dies, you make a 1-1 one, one slug creature token. So not only are you just wiping everyone's board and ruining everyone's day, you also make an army out of it, and you can tap blue and a black sacrifice a slug and draw a card holy this, card this commander has it all wild it's just this they card just has it all they're like oh, but i wish it did this i wish it did i wish oh it created God. a creature when you when the slug or i guess they felt safe in the fact card. that like seven was enough to yeah do all this stuff but boy we can Each see power card. creep so it's really funny to me because i feel like we see power creep so much in magic at like one mana and then at like seven mana like, oh, yeah, like the yeah, two yeah. bookends, they they have just like wildly been like, well, what if it also said this and this and this and this and this and this? And you're like, yeah. holy crap, calm it down. Meanwhile, everything in the mid tier, like anything from four to six mana, has like, like yeah. kind of been the same. Yeah, they kind of figured out that. I power wonder level. if it's because they're like, ah, well, no one in is going to play a seven mana spell <laughs> unless it's being re And they might be right but this one i'd be afraid of right it like wipes everyone's board as soon as he comes it's out it's pretty worth it uh yeah in you get... standard you'd be terrified of this guy he comes down and just like immediately is like your board's smaller and if yeah. next turn you don't get rid of him your board's probably dead and i make slugs and i win <laughs> exactly <laughs> like how, this thing's terrifying and you get you get the constellation prize that they're not they're not one one counters he puts on. They're via transitive property. They are <laughs> now, and that's this is in standard. What makes him even more egregious for commander is that first thing said at the beginning of each end step. Yeah. By the time it comes back to your turn, you I hundred percent guarantee you wiped everyone's board and made how many slugs? 
Yeah, I'm getting if some he real I'm getting some real Shouldred vibes from Toxrill. Also, like even if he doesn't if he at least put a couple slime counters on people, the slime counters stay and then as soon as Toxrill comes back down, they immediately get shrunk again. Yeah. This this card's obnoxious, dude. It is pretty obnoxious. And then <laughs> you can obnoxious. like when they die, you get a blocker. And then you can just pay two mana to sex to draw a card. It's just like uh, it's what? like it's everything that's unfun about like the grave pact cards. Yeah, and and butcher of Malakir. This is butcher of Malakir, right? In the command zone, everyone hates playing against that card. Yeah, it's, it's and this it's you don't even have wild. to get rid of your own stuff. It just destroys everyone else's yeah. stuff. You don't have to touch. You don't, you don't have, have to sacrifice do anything. This card just comes down and erases everyone's board. Yeah. Yeah, so this is I'm a little upset at this guy. I think he's a little obnoxious. I think that's it's too powerful. Yeah, I wish it wasn't legendary. If this was a non-legendary thing that you couldn't keep recasting from, then yeah. it's like, okay, I pass the exile it and don't worry about it anymore. And then Ugh. those slime counters on it, we can just remove because they don't mean anything. But uh, yeah, the slime yeah. counters stay and they're still important because if he comes back, they just get sued. Oh, uh, okay. Well, this next it's guy is cool. Good, this next guy is cool, and I like him a lot. This the last one we're going to talk about is Umbris, the Fear Manifest. This guy's awesome. I think he is a special. Like he didn't come in the main set. He comes in like yeah. commander packs. I don't know what he comes there's in. some. Yeah, there's some weird thing where like you can get some of these like pseudo commander legends cards yeah in some spots i forget if it's like are they in collector boosters or right yeah yeah that's exactly it he he, he'll show up in like yeah a collector booster or like a set booster maybe like the list or something i don't know yeah it's really weird i don't know weird stuff it's hard to find like if you're gonna play this commander you're probably just gonna end up buying him as a single (laughs) you're never gonna find him Um, so this is Umbris the Fear Manifest. Three, blue, and a black for a one-where one-one nightmare horror. That's but it. He gets, <laughs> yeah. But he gets plus one, plus one for each card your opponents own in exile. I can imagine this thing being like a 50-50. I'm just like, oh my god, so this guy's huge. This guy's massive. He also says whenever Umbris or another nightmare or horror enters the battlefield under your control, target opponent exiles cards from the top of their library until they exile a land card. So he's like half a mill deck too almost which is yeah but he does it in the way that exiles which i think is stronger because i've always complained that mill decks do a terrible job of actually improving a lot of decks in the format yeah because there's always something like the graveyard (laughs) graveyard that's just like yeah fill my good dude fucking go i'll just do this now they wish they could start with half the library in the graveyard Mm -hmm. uh yeah this card is is cool yeah there's so many cards that like that fit into this and the cool part about this is you can play your mill cards but then also you get to play your graveyard hate cards and it just fits in with your commander and what else can you play eric a mask with nexus (laughs) (laughs) it's so funny but honestly everyone it works so good in this deck because you literally every creature that you don't have to play just nightmares and horrors which is a cool theme anyway If you look up, I, I was surprised. Do you know how many nightmares and horrors are in Magic in black and blue? That sounds like a like a 
secondary thing like oh it's a it's a slug horror where it's like ah, right it's, right it's a horror but that's not it's obviously a slug uh right so give me a guess how many do you think okay so you have the number this is ever printed ever so printed yes ever printed either horror or nightmare so, in blue and black I, I there's probably other in other colors but this okay is just blue okay and black. just blue and black okay so i think it's going to be skewed a little bit because i think horror like they did a rat a lot of old cards yeah by the way. and the old and it's one of the the second coming of Innistrad. There's a lot of Eldrazi horrors in that. Ah, there were yes. So I, I'm going to say there's like they count so long as they're in the identity. Of yeah, yeah. So I'm going to say there's like 135. There's 212. Damn, that's a lot. That gives you a lot of options. Yeah, some of those are just going to be good too. Right. Yeah. So just pick and choose some of your favorites in there. You don't have to play them all and. Man, you're off to the races with a deck like this. I think this is just going to be a good ass deck. Yeah, and it doesn't say uh, there's it's it's small, but it's important. It doesn't say non-token, which a lot of the right. cards we've mentioned, which is like, which is why Maskwood Nexus works that we were mentioning. Yeah, yeah. So it also has the text Maskwood Nexus where it can put two two shapeshifters into play. Yeah, for I think what three and tap it, three and tap it, but a yeah, which, shapeshifter would change. I mean, if you're name. talking three and tap it, but also give Umbris plus twenty plus twenty because you exiled twenty cards from an opponent's library. You know what I mean, like. Yeah, it's it can be like, disgusting. Just think about that. It's like, okay, I'm gonna all right, attack you, force you to block with your like five five Umbris. Like, okay, I'm gonna tap three. <laughs> now yeah. it's a fifteen Make fifteen. This. Block Bam. it by two two. Attack. Uh, tap it again. Now it's commander lethal. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. oh, that changed. This deck is gonna. Uh, there's just a lot of cool ways to go. You you can win with commander damage because he's so freaking big. You can win with mill. I think this is a deck I would be interested in playing to win. With Mill, I think it's a lot cooler way to go about it, but you can literally exile someone's library. Yeah, and I like that it's not... What makes this card, like, strong is that it's not, like, put a 1-1 counter on it whenever a card is exiled. So when it dies, it comes back and it's still... Yeah, and it's still enormous. (laughs) It's it's always terrifying. So play the Lightning Greaves, and people have to always be terrified of you. Oh, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> so yeah he's he's an a plus as well and it's literally me. like it says fear manifest and i love the idea but i don't think he's as overpowered as toxville right like you could stop this guy doesn't no no trample. no yeah. doesn't, doesn't say anything ridiculous like that uh, just block him i love the name of it because and also that's a nightmare because you're literally yes. facing it face up being somebody's command zone you're just like dude i'm just scared of this thing <laughs> literally, literally i'm sorry i have to kill you you're you're scaring you're me <laughs> there's this nightmare that's sitting there that's like i'm a one one but i'm really a 35 35 and I'm gonna <laughs> yeah it's great it's great yeah uh all right that was it for our uh legends of this set i mean overall some cool stuff came out here yeah yeah you can't with uh like you said a bunch of times when i was uh saying i didn't like stuff that it these cards are created for standard so whenever we can get a couple that are like pretty interesting that's a win right and and i think umbris was a big win i think tox was just too strong jacob Halkin, i think is a big win i think a is going to make some people happy runo is pretty sweet Olivia's good Grawlnock was awesome. That's a, that, that could just be printed right into Commander. Yeah. And then all of the ones that we saw from... Uh, Olivia's going to be terrifying. Are great. Yeah, Olivia's going to be terrifying. And all the pre-con ones are, are fun. 
Mm-hmm. Just, I mean, the pre-cons, they've like knocked it out of the park with pre-cons. Like, that's, that is the way now for people to just get into Commander. Just buy whatever the latest pre-con is and just play. Oh, yeah. That's great. <laughs> just do it. It's just the easiest way. You just, it's the cheapest way, too, because you just get all the cards that you're going to need anyway, and you're going to make a good deck out of it. Yeah, I've definitely, like, you know, we, we have a large collection and the, like you know it's disposable income to like buy the staples when we need to sometimes i'll just buy the pre-con because it has so many staples in it it's got anyway. some staples and yeah the lands and i'm just like well i'm gonna make this like if Ru, uh, runo or uh uh yeah runo stromkirk was a pre-con i'd probably buy it just because like yeah sure i kind of i could save a couple bucks uh just buying oh all yeah we things, should uh like, we should mention are you going to be building any of the ones that we've talked about today yeah so i'm going to be building runo but kind of inspired a little bit by your mono black stack so i <laughs> i at first built a uh kazuma of the god of the voyage deck uh-huh the uh-huh. one that flipped because i i i realized i don't into the omen keel into the omen keel <laughs> uh because i realized it only had one mono color commander i was like i should probably make another one mm. but i'm using a lot of the same themes which is like this is going to be a very like Vorthosi deck where Okay. The only vehicles I'm using are like ships, and, <laughs> and I'm putting a lot of like the krakens and octopuses and stuff. So eventually, I'll start buying cool. Runo, and then just be like, okay, when I want to make want to turn this thing into Runo, I just take out all the vehicle stuff. Ah, and, got you. And okay, black cards. Kind of use half the deck that's based off of the Runo stuff, and then move it exactly. Over. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I'm going to be. I I'm not going to make a deck out of it, but I am going to purchase a Jacob Hawkin. Uh, I think it goes perfectly in my Renard deck. Who cares about when you yeah. exile stuff from your hand, you make the spirits. Uh, and, and Jacob's just a strong card in general. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I think it's going to work perfect. I might make an Umbrus deck because I just think Umbrus is so freaking cool. That's pretty and sweet. I, yeah. I'm going to do, I think what I'm going to do with Umbrus, kind of been like brewing it in my head a bunch. I'm actually going to make it a colorless Umbrus deck. Ooh. Yeah, which is a little different. Um, you know, based more around colorless creatures and, and artifact-based strategies. A lot of artifacts exile cards um, and mill cards and stuff, so I'm going to use my artifacts to kind of manipulate my opponent's things, making my Umbris big, and just kind of do the more artifact strategy. I think it's something that not any other Umbris deck would do. Hey, do you, do you want to do that as, like, an episode? Like, you, like, keep the cards that you cut have your final deck and then we'll like go through why you cut the cards that you cut yeah i think that could be interesting because going through our thought process about like hey I, I cut this because i already have like four draw card spells and i don't think it's gonna be important because of blah, blah, blah. we should definitely do uh yeah a brew session for sure yeah. just just kind of like you know everything that went into uh into a into a deck uh just recently i made a i made a prosper deck now, it, I don't think it's like any other Prosper deck I, I've ever seen. There's a lot of Prosper now because he's so overpowered. He's so strong. He's really strong. So yeah. if, if you, and I, I mentioned this back in our review of him, if you just play Prosper, just do anything. <laughs> yeah. it, it, go, it goes like that with a lot of commanders nowadays that they're making. You just like play that card and they're just so generically good. Just do anything else and you're, you're fine. Right, yeah. So I went, I had a mono red deck that I was just very frustrated with and never got to the point I wanted. Well, luckily, I feel like Prosper is a perfect spot for it because I play a million Chandras 
And it just happens to be that all the Chandras, a lot of them at least, say, exile the top card of your library. Right, yeah, that's you like the, it. the new red version of draw. Yeah. <laughs> right, which works with Prosper because then you play them and, and, and uh, you get the treasure, I think, off of it or anything like that. So it, it, it just works really well. It's great synergy. And it's, I hope it's going to be the way I want it to be. Because I love the Chandra, like this, the Bunser Chandras in a deck. It's hilarious. Yeah, they've been, they've been terrifying or wreaking havoc. It, me I, 1v1 it's, it's uh it is definitely terrifying yeah. <laughs> if i get like it's like five or six planes like, you like, you're like well. five chandras out like oh draw a car oh it's another three mana chandra oh i'm gonna exile the top three cards but like oh all three of them are chandras wow it's so yeah. crazy yeah. everyone else is like i guess i'll draw to their mountain <laughs> it's like uh, come on Brett. yeah <laughs> i know what your deck can do um yeah so so that's where we're at uh what do you got what do you want to talk about next podcast you're gonna delve uh, back into character creation or are you gonna to want to do another so were we gonna do did we already talk about one shots oh we can do one shot let's talk about one shots because we haven't and we are gonna do a one shot up and coming um, yeah so yeah. we will go over it by the time that comes out maybe we'll have already just done it and we'll do, maybe we'll bring him on as a guest Maybe, yeah, we could talk about because I don't know talk if he's done a one-shot before. I've done several. Okay. All right, um, so yeah, we're going to talk about one-shots in our D&D podcast. And then next time we get to magic, what will we do? We'll kind of go over the Crimson Vow, like, full set review. Right. We'll talk about cards we think are going to have the most impact in Commander, the underrated ones, and just our favorites, excluding the, uh, the legendaries, of course. Yep, no legendaries unless it's a legendary like Planeswalker. Um uh, there's some juicy ones in Crimson Vow for sure. Um, so we'll, yeah. we'll look out for that. And uh, yeah, where can they find? What if they want to reach out to us? Suggest some content you want to hear. Uh, I know I've been behind. Don't but. talk to <laughs> us. <laughs> uh, where should where should they send some inquiries? Well, I guess if you have, to, <laughs> uh, you could reach out to us. Uh, our email is dragonpartypodcast at gmail and it's our Twitter is at dragonpartypod. All right. Uh, and with that, I say we go party. We got a whole, like, we have Crimson Valley party back here. Care. Yeah. A whole wedding. Yeah, there's a bride back there. She might be too drunk already to get up there. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's so fucking crazy. Tell me that. Uh, and with that, all you people out there, party out. Party out.